Hi guys, I'm Rylan and this is The Rye Union, brought to you by my friends at Sky Bingo. Now this is the podcast where I reunite my celeb guests with blasts from the past and I'm so excited to talk to today's guests. We have welcomed her into our living rooms for over 20 years as Miss Sonia Fowler in Albert Square. And here she is now, the main woman herself. It's Nat Cass, everyone! Oh, hello, darling. Hello, darling. How are you? Super good. Very excited to be doing this with you. I'm really excited because, actually, when we were first doing this, one of the first names that I said I wanted to talk to was you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm lying. I'm totally lying. I didn't even want to do it. (laughs) But, no, seriously, I'm so happy. I'm so happy that you're here, honestly, because, Nat, you have been part of pretty much everyone's lives for such a long time time like let's let's go back because 1993 I know am I right in saying that was your first appearance on EastEnders absolutely right I was 10 years old (gasps) 10 years old 28 years ago now that's a long time I look back now and I just look at my daughter who's 11 Mm. and think I was working for a year at your age yeah did you ever think that when you got that part as Sonia, when you were 10 years old, bearing in mind, 10's a young age to be doing that job, and you know that. Yeah. But did you ever think that all of these years on, you would still be that character in EastEnders? I remember having the audition, and I went to a local drama school called Anna Sher, which was, for the many, a place where you could pay £2.50 and go and do some drama You didn't have to be rich. You didn't have to do it full time. Mm. And it was a wonderful, wonderful place. And Anna was brilliant. And I remember getting the audition. And I remember going up to Elstree and seeing queues and queues and queues of people lining up for Top of the Pops to see Take That. And for me, I just thought, I'm driving through these gates and all these people are waiting to see Take That and I'm driving in there. And that was it for me. I just thought it was going to be a day out and I'd never get the part. And you did. And I got the part and, yeah, and it's rolled on. And I just feel, and I know it's a cliche and it sounds really boring, but I am genuinely so lucky and feel so grateful every day to be a part of this show. But I think people know that with you as well. I think people can see how genuine you are as Natalie as well, but how much you love Sonia as well and how much we all love Sonia. I mean, don't get me wrong, especially now with the day of social media and stuff like that. Sonia Fowler is an icon, <laughs> you know, especially now on social media. I think it's the one, one of my favourite memes is in a world full of Kardashians, be more Sonia. <laughs> yeah. What doesn't kill you makes you Sonia. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. <laughs> but this is the thing. Did you ever, like, I mean, it's been so long now that you've been playing that part and you have worked with some amazing actors from all across the board that have been in that show and you've done many other things as well as EastEnders but EastEnders is your home it's it's where you it's where you grew up did you ever feel that being that young in the show that that would be something that you would look back on now and not regret what you got from it but regret not having that same childhood as others I think with every little part of me that would think oh I wish I'd really concentrated on my exams or I'd love to have gone on a girls' holiday to Malia. Mm. I never went to university. Or there were, there were many little things that I didn't do, but 
the things that I've got to do instead mm. completely outweigh that. Yeah. Because I've just had a very interesting, really bizarre life. You know, it, how many, it's like 1% of the country, 0.1, I don't know, myself and Tina O'Brien probably, yeah. who've had the same upbringing. There's only a couple of us yeah. in the UK. And it's just, it's just a lovely, lovely thing. And what I think is, you know, Yes, I, I didn't go out with the girls and go to Spain and, and, and do that holiday, but how many people would have loved to be sat with Patsy Palmer and Sid Owen and, you know, working? Yeah. It, it all sort of just has worked out, and that's my path, and that's what I did. And I had such a lovely mum and dad, and it was all very... My mum... I lost my mum when I was 19, but when I listened to you and Linda... It's hilarious. My mum was very much like your mum in the way she spoke and it was very down to earth and it's only a job and you come home and you have your dinner and your family's the most important thing. And I'm sure you would agree with me, you know, the people around you mm. make you who you are. You can have all the money or great job and fame and all of that, but family's the most important thing Million and I'm, I just go to work. Yeah. I go to work, I do the best I can and I don't see it as anything else in that. Do you know what? You say that and, yeah, I... I completely hear it, and especially you know me and you are mates. We 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 talk a lot, and you know I've had quite a, a turbulent year, and I think more so than ever now I realise how much family is so important. And you know we try not to sweat the small stuff, but you you just brought it up there about your lovely mum. You lost her when you were nineteen, and um, as much as Enders is a job for you, it was like a second family to you, wasn't it? Because especially around that time, that must have been in the strangest way quite comforting to be around. Honestly, not getting too deep, I truly believe, you know, that I'd find it really hard to go from EastEnders if they wrote me out or vice versa, leave EastEnders, because when I drive through the gates of work, it is my mum and it is my dad who I lost last April. Mm. My mum and dad chaperoned me yeah. when I was 10. My mum came up here. There's makeup artists still here who go, oh, do you remember your mum, Evelyn? Oh, wasn't she? So it's... It really is my second home, yeah. you know, and it really is so important. And I have all those memories and all those lovely things. And I love being able to see the essays on the market. I used to stand and have a fag with my mum. And, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like they're all still up here. My mum and dad are still around me even when I'm at work. More so than anywhere, yeah. actually, than Elstree. And it's it's... Because it's been such a massive part of your life as well. We speak about you being so young doing it. We need to talk about your gorgeous Eliza because I know you've just told everyone <laughs> that it's her on the Junior Bake Off. She's having a lovely time with a bit of flour. I know. Oh, it was such a lovely week watching her, honestly. We were sat there in lockdown. She's always loved baking since she was four or five, driving me mad. Kitchen of shambles, always tidying up. <laughs> and she said to me in lockdown, Mummy, I'm going to apply. I'm gonna, I've got the application form. She's all very, you know, knows what she wants to do. Organised. Complete nightmare. Mummy, I've got the application form. I'm going to fill it all in. Uh, and, and I said, OK, darling, but really, you know, I don't want you to be disappointed. Thousands apply for this, you know, that, m me being a mum. and Oh, I don't know, darling, if you should do it. Anyway, she did it. Then we got a call to say you're through to this round and then this round. Because it's an arduous process, yeah. you know, like many of the things that, as you know, we go through. And she got through all these rounds. And my dad knew she'd got through for round one, round two and round three. No. And then my dad passed away. And it was the week, on the Saturday he died, 
On the Wednesday, she had to do her final audition, bake a great big cake, interviews. And I said, Eliza, are you up for this? Because mm. he lived with us very, very close. She went, no, I've got to do it for Grandad. And she had his little photo there, Stop it. baked the cake, spoke about him. And it was absolutely, she was, it, and it, it was brilliant because it gave her something to do. Yeah. For the rest of the summer. Yeah. And it was like a gift, I think, from my dad. That's why she did it. Yeah. He said, no, she's got to do this because it will keep her occupied. Yeah, it will. And you know what? She's such a lovely girl as well. And uh, I mean, to go through that as well for you, I know how hard that is. But being her age as well, you lost your mum young. And I know Eliza's obviously a lot younger than you were when you lost your lovely mum. But I think you're right. It, it, It is like a gift. It's that gift of distraction where she's like, I'm going to do this for him. Absolutely. And she loved every minute of it. And I had a little moment, a paranoid moment, as you do sometimes, where I, re- I remember going back, she won an award at her little drama and dance club when she was four and a half. She won the Best Actress sort of award. And I was sat in one place and my Mark was sat in another place, but a lot of the people there didn't know me and Mark were together. Right. So he sat there on his own and when she won, he, she, he could hear... Oh, she's only got that because of her mum. You know, she's only got that. You know her mum is, don't you? She's sitting down there, blah, blah, blah. And he he sat quietly and it's always, I always remembered that and it's always like really stayed with me. So when this happened, I was like, I wonder if, um, I reckon they're only, do you think they're doing it because they've seen her name and mm. I, I've, I've written something because I'm her mum? Do you think they only want her because of me? And Mark was like, don't, what are you talking about? It's a baking programme. They don't care about you. But I phoned them up and I said, look, it's, I just want to check. I just want to check. You do know who I am, don't you? Ah! But not in an ego way. I was like, ah! no, it's not about. I can I said, imagine the not... producer sitting there going, Sonia's on the phone. <laughs> Sonia's on the phone, guys. <laughs> no, but that, do you know what? That was the funny bit. Because all polite, out of, you know, he went, with all due respect, um, this show's about the children. <laughs> it's nothing to do with the parents. And that made me really happy. But I get it. I totally get it now. You know? I get it. I know exactly what you're saying. And then I said, I don't want to be in any of the VTs for Bake Off. It's all about Eliza. She can do it with her little sister. She can do it with her dad. Nothing to do with me at all. And that's how we kept it. And they were brilliant. And yeah, no one even knew right till I just wanted to say how proud I was right at the end yeah. when she went out. And she done well and she done amazing. But has she got the bug now? Has she got the bug to do more of it? Well, I think she loves the baking, but she does like being on the telly. Oh, nah. She likes that in front of the camera and the pieces to camera and all of that. But she's so little. I just want her to do well at school, you know, and get on with her schoolwork. She does a few little cakes around the village where we live and she's going to carry on baking. She's a really good girl and she's got a you know, big, big year ahead of her. You know, she goes to secondary school in September and I just want her to just do what I did, come home, have a lovely family life and... Yeah, it's junior bake-off, you know. It's not not, not a massive thing. She's yeah, just but you've, had a lovely you've just time. said it. Matt, you've just said it. You know, I want her to focus on school. I want her to, you know, just come home and do well. Does this not ring any bells, Nat? <laughs> yeah, does a little bit. Just a little bit. And look at you now. <laughs> we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Gold help me. Gold help you. Gold help you, indeed. And do you know, do you know what, Nat? You've done, you've done so many wonderful things. I mean, I've got to talk to you. Obviously, you know I work on Strictly. You did Strictly back in 20, 2009, it was. Yes. Did you just have the best time? Strictly was one of my... Mo- the, the, the best job outside of EastEnders. I mean, job. Job. That's a laugh. Isn't it? <laughs> Getting up, dancing all day. 
learning how to dance. I had lovely Vincenzo oh, next to me, him. who was like, we, we were like soulmate. We were like brother and sister. All we, we just laughed the whole time. <laughs> and we just had the best time, and I loved it. I loved the glitz, the glamour. Just brilliant. And, I, you know, I saw Rose today. Bless her. Um, and wished her, I've not seen her since Christmas. How is she? Oh, she's just absolutely brilliant and so happy and just, yeah, absolutely loved it. And it's so lovely to see everyone who does that show. Well, I've never met anyone who hated it, mm. that's for sure. Yeah, I agree. It's just such a feel-good show to be a part of, isn't it? Yeah. You still got any anger towards Ricky Whittle? Oh, no. <laughs> no. Although I do think back to when we did... I, the only thing I think back to now is when, because I was I was about four stone bigger than I am now, and Vince, Vin, Vincenzo was quite little, and I remember one week it was like, oh, we're going to do this dance, but you're going to pick up Vincent. <laughs> and I think about it now and I think, oh, that was out of order. It was a bit out of order to me. I was bang out, not... out of order, that. <laughs> <laughs> But still, I'm laughing. What an arsehole. No, I know, and I am as well, because it is quite funny as well. <laughs> I mean, listen, at the end You of couldn't the day, do that now. No, you couldn't do that now. They'd be sued. Be sued left, right, now. and centre. And then another one of my little babies, Celebrity Big Brother. I know. Now, every time I've seen you, I bring it up every time that I'm fuming justice for Nat Cass. I know. Shouldn't have gone, babe. <laughs> but do you know, at the Fuming. time... I've still got the ump. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed that. I went in there and I thought, I'm just going to have a chat with a few people, you know, do a bit of cooking, clean up. I just had a really nice time. And I have to be honest with you, I was absolutely thrilled to go when I did because I had a nine-month-old baby and I couldn't wait to get home. True. So it worked in my favour. Yeah, it did. It really did. Take yeah. the money, off you go, darling. Thank you, Denise Welsh. That's Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. My oh, lovely Denise. That is the one. But listen, you're back in EastEnders. You've gone back. You're having the time of your life as Sonia. We need to talk about the iconic trumpet, don't we? No interview is complete if I don't mention the trumpet, as you know, Ryland. Thank you. It's in the contract. I'm sure you read it, that the trumpet had to make an appearance. Absolutely. It's a, it's a legal tender from the BBC. Um, how much do you get shouted the word trumpet when you're out and about? It varies day to day. It's usually um, lorry drivers, <laughs> bin men. Right. Sometimes paramedic. Right. And I just get a... Sonia! And the funny thing is, they all work on the square. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Sonia, where's trumpet? <laughs> Sonia! Sonia, where's that trumpet? Yeah, here she comes. Oh. Here she comes. And it's so brilliant, isn't it? Because every time someone says it, they think they're the first one to say it. That's what I love the most. Oh, yeah. Oh, they think they're hilarious. The originality of it is, it really is shocking. Yeah, you've never heard it before. But I don't get annoyed with it. Because I think, do you know what? If people remember something like that, as you say, it's turned into a little iconic thing. And I'm proud of it. You've done a good job, babes. And I, it doesn't embarrass me. And if someone says someone says to me, here's a trumpet for whatever it is, all the time, oh, do you mind if you play the trumpet? Whatever it is, I don't mind at all. And I'm just, you know, it's all a bit of a laugh. And it, it's nice. It's a nice thing. It's funny because if you look behind you, that blue cushion, I've actually put a trumpet just that I'm joking. I don't. I'm joking. Stop it. 
<laughs> Can you imagine the shame? The absolute shame of it all. Um, now, you've worked with so many people, so many people. The amount of people that have been through that square is ridiculous. Yeah. But there are so many legends as well that you've worked with and that, that people that you can call friends and family. I mean, obviously the go-to is Babs. I know. I mean, what an icon. Unbelievable. I feel very lucky because when I started, my mentors were Barbara Windsor, Wendy Richard, June Brown oh. and Pam St. Clement. Oh, stop it. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. It's like every gay boy's dream. Isn't it? <laughs> it's just... The, the advice I got from those people and straight talking, I mean, there's no mucking around. There was no mucking around. No. no. Don't be late. Know your lines. You know, all of those things, just very straight talking women, hardworking women that I used to look up to mm. and learn from, as well as the wonderful Lindsay Coulson, who I must mention, who played my mum, who's just the most ama- amazing actress. Mm. But in terms of those kind of older ladies, if you like, at that time, I was just surrounded by legends. Um, And I don't think at the time I knew that, obviously, because I was little. So the older you get, the more you look back and just appreciate those years. And I've had, you know, I've been with June Brown in Malta, living it up in a hot tub, having a glass of wine. Myself and Wendy used to learn our lines in our pyjamas with a glass of champagne. Barbara, I used to sit with and talk all the time with her lovely Scott. I've just got the most wonderful memories. Really, I have. And, I mean, they're wonderful people as well. And I I know someone like me would look at them and be like, oh, they're icons, they're amazing, but I suppose as much as you know that and you respect that, to you, from the age of 10, these people were Pam, Wendy, Barbara and Joan. Absolutely. And they were my work colleagues and they were... They ended up being my friends. Yeah. Who I'd turn to for advice and personal situations and lunches and as well as on set, you know, being friends. And, yeah, it's lovely. It's really, really lovely. Who was, do you think, over all of the years, and I know it's a little bit different because you worked with them guys, but over the course of all the years that you've been doing this job, when is the most starstruck you have ever been about meeting someone? (sighs) Well, apart from you, dear. Oh, babe, good answer. £10 in the post. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I have to say I was very, very starstruck. I remember going to the Smash Hits Awards. Oh, iconic. Years and years ago, being about 14, 15, me and Jack Ryder. Oh. Yeah, bowling up there in my gold sequin top. Yeah, lovely. (laughs) (laughs) Iconic. And I remember seeing Kylie Minogue, actually. I do remember seeing Kylie. And just thinking, oh my, it's really Kylie. It's Kylie. And thinking it's actually tiny Kylie Minogue. (laughs) Not being able to get my head around that at all. Oh my God, I've just worked it out. What? She saw you in your gold sparkly top and that's where the gold hot pant inspiration come from. You know what's happened? That's what's happened. That is exactly what's happened. I can't believe that's what's happened, isn't it? And she's never even credited it. She didn't even ring you? Yeah, and I've I've had no credit for that. Nah. No credit. I expect you to sort that out. I'm going to bring her now because that's copyright infringement in my eyes. Even just to mention, to yeah. say that's what, you know, you remember those shorts that was from? Natcast London Arena, 1999. Just a little credit. Do you know what I mean? That, that'll do me. That, that'll be perfect. I'm fuming. I've got the right hump about that. 
But at least we've worked it out finally and we're putting that record straight. Yeah, that's brilliant. I'm really, really pleased about that. We've got to talk about Sonia's love interests because she's she's been around the block, hasn't she? She's been around the block. And she's definitely been around she's the square. She's a quiet period at the moment. Yeah. Bit of a dry spell. Oh, is it a bit of a dry spell? What bus is she on at the moment, Nat? Well, you see, it's very interesting because people say, is Sonia still a lesbian? <laughs> and I find it a really strange question to be asked because I'm like, no, she's not a le- still a lesbian. She likes who she falls in love with whoever she falls in love with. That's, That's it. what I think of Sonia. That's Sonia. Sonia, if she gets on with someone, she's very down to earth, humane person. She's a nurse. She works all the hours God sends and she doesn't want any rubbish and whoever she gets on with, she'll go out with. And that's it. And that's another reason I really like her. So this, so with Sonia, and this is probably a difficult question, but I'm sure it's something you've always thought of because there will come a point where you might want to leave EastEnders. See how long I've got left. Yeah. I just want to know, where do you want Sonia to end up? What do you want for Sonia? What does Natalie want for Sonia? Oh, I don't think I can tell you that because it's really bad. No, go on. Don't tell me she dies. <laughs> no. I think... <laughs> I'm scared because someone might write it down and it'll come true. But I mean, you know, in years to come, years to come, if I wanted to go or say, you know, work said, EastEnders turned around, the bosses turned around and said, look, we just feel, you know, it's the end of the road for Sonia. We, you know, it's the end of the road. I do think I'd want her to die. No. That's not because... How? I just think, A, everyone would be really heartbroken crying, which is what you want, especially on, like, a Christmas afternoon, crying into their turkey. And, B, it shuts the door properly and you you move on properly. So we're not going to do a Kathy Bill come back as a ghost in a black cab? Ask you know, if I were to leave in five years' time, you have to ask me that in 15 years. I mean, if you get that call and you're sat at home and you're not doing much, what a call to get. Well, do you know what? I remember, obviously, I did Big Brother before I started presenting on it. And I was in with Gillian. And we got so close, Nanny Jill, love her to bits. Yeah. And she, I think she was doing Hollyoaks at the time. It was obviously after she'd left EastEnders. And she said to me her biggest regret was going from EastEnders. Mm. And she wishes that she could go back. Now, this was back in 2013. It was a year after you'd done it. And I remember her saying that, and it stuck with me, and I always sat there and thought, God, I wish there was a way. And I remember even saying to her, would you go back? She was like, well, how can I? They killed me off. Yes. And literally, anything is possible in Soapland, that Anything's possible. Anything is. And also, it's all very well to sit here and say those things, but it is such a... Fantastic job. I'm so lucky. Like, genuinely, I can have a couple of days off a week sometimes. I can be at home with the children because I love being at home. Mm. I love just being a mum and being at home and cleaning and cooking and washing. And I know it's boring, but that's what I enjoy doing. Good for you. So for me, I just get the best of all the worlds. And if I came out of EastEnders and someone said, oh, you know, there's a big tour and you're going around the country in this theatre tour... I just, I think I'd say, no, I don't want to because I just love being at home. Mm. And you've got a lovely home life, haven't you? You know, I have got a very, very good home life. I'm very lucky. But I think we all see that as well because, I mean, you're quite active on your socials as well and seeing you with the kids and doing your Sunday roasts. I mean, you've you've cracked it now, haven't you? Well, as much as you can crack it, I suppose. I've just, yeah, I'm just very, 
very content. Good. And I think I think in the, the world we live in today, with lots of misery and worry and even the social media side, I just see social media as something to have a laugh on. Mm. I suppose I've got very thick skin, if you like. I just don't care what people think about me at all. Mm. I've got no interest. What other people think of me is none of my business. But that's why I think people love Natalie as much as they love Sonia. Yeah, and I do love being myself. I have to say, I do enjoy being myself because I really, when I am, you know, I don't know, some people might, they're being themselves, but are they? That could be another character that they portray. With me, it's just me. I am who I am. Mm. I am who I am. Well, I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nat, I can't, I can't deal with it. I've got a question to ask you before we move on because uh, I think it's quite an important one. We know, well, I think we know, that EastEnders is your life and that's it. But if there's anything else you would do or could do, if, it, if you know, someone just said, is the button, press it, you can do it tomorrow, what would it be and why? Oh, it's a really good question. Uh, I would be in a comedy. I love comedy. I just love comedy and I love watching different comedies and if I could press that button and be in a really fantastic comedy that maybe I've spent time doing myself and direct it and be in a lovely, successful comedy for 10 series, that would be me. That would be you. And I wouldn't mind presenting a quiz show. Yeah. What am I presenting a quiz show? And all. We've got Danny on the wall, we've got Michael on the wheel. Yeah. I'd like Nat Cass on the... Or whatever you fancy. What should we do? What do you want? What well, do you I want, think, Nat? I think me and you could have a, a lovely quiz. I could be your... We could do the generation game. Oh, you could be my dolly do your dealing. Absolutely. What's on the scores? Oh, don't. We'd have a lovely time. What should we give away? Holiday? Little holiday. Bike. Washing machine. I don't mind. We could get lovely hoover. Lovely. I'm invested. Some bits for the house. Bit, some cleaning bits. Couple of bits from the range. Perfect. <laughs> Absolutely. Couple of hobby craft vouchers. Hobby craft voucher, a little live, laugh, love uh, wall hanging. <laughs> <laughs> Yankee candle set. I'm done. Stunning. Oh, we're sold. We're gonna have. I'm telling you now, that's gonna be the biggest game show on telly. Ant and Deck, you can keep your limitless win. <laughs> we're doing this now. <laughs> Just doing this now. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I can't, I can't. Right, that there is someone that you spent a hell of a lot of time with and it wouldn't be a reunion if we didn't reunite you with someone. And uh, I think we should bring him in for you to say a little hello. What do you think? I would love to do that. Well, let's find out who is your mystery guest. You're listening to The Reunion, brought to you by my friends at Sky Bingo, with a lot of chat, laughs and some exciting times with some of your faves. That's one for you, Sky Bingo. Nah, it's only your brother, Dean Gaffney. Have a look. Oh, my goodness me. Hello, sis. How are, How are we, guys? Are we all right? We're very good. Really, really well, darling. Really good. I was mad about these Zoom podcasts. I don't know about you, but like today I've been rushing around, got some flowers you can see in the background. Stunning. Run around, got, got my clothes washed, brushed my teeth about 15 times. I've even put aftershave on for your island. That's in that. This is why I like Dean Gaffney, because he looks after himself. That's what it's all about. Uh, Dean, 
It is such a pleasure to have you on here because I've been having a really lovely catch up with Nat. I've known Nat for a while now. Yeah. And you know how much of a lovely girl she is. But tell me, what was she like to work with as an on-screen sister? Do you know Do you know what the maddest thing is, Ryan? Like everyone says it, you know, when you work with someone, you kind of say things like, oh, you know, we're, we're really close. But Nat is like real life. She'll bring me up for advice. I'll bring her up for advice. You know, she'll be around the corner from me. We see each other all the time. She is probably undoubtedly one of my closest friends and family. And that is absolutely true. I can't go around Natalie's house anymore because every time I go around there, I get absolutely white guy wasted on a bottle of red wine. <laughs> we put the world to right. Is that you're doing, Cassidy, eh? Is that you're doing? That's Mark, that is. Nothing to do with me. I'm on the gins. <laughs> She's on the gins. He's on the red wine. But you know what as well? Not... Not just is she a nice person and not, not just blow, blowing smoke up someone's, you know, backside, but she is probably undoubtedly probably one of the best female actresses in EastEnders as well. So not only is she a nice person, but she's a blooming good actress. She's a talented girl, isn't she? Very much so. Scores in the post, babe. Cheers, babe. Hey, <laughs> hey, sorted, sorted. She's only paid a tenner because I'm sending her a tenner in the post <laughs> earlier. It's a long story, but we were so <laughs> Um Dean, I was speaking to Nat about obviously joining the show at such a young age and, you know, going through, especially back in the 90s as well, Dean, that yeah. rigmarole of press and, you know, it's a bit different now. I know we have to deal with social media and things like that that you guys didn't have to do back then, but back then there wasn't really any rules when it came down to press. They could do what they want, be where they want, say what they want. There's a lot more rules around that now. But how did you find it as, as a young actor living your best life? Yeah, I think if we... I mean, it's a good question. I think if we were... If there was things like the gram around at that point, you know, me and Natalie would probably have about 20 million followers. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's a completely different day and age now. But I think you can't explain it, Rylan, unless, unless you were there, like... Those yeah. kind of Brit Pack days, you know, I always kind of refer to them as like, we were like the Brat Pack, you know, we, there was myself, Natalie, Martin McCartney, you know, and you were, you kind of proud that we went through the show at such a young age and, you know, in the early 90s when it was colossal. Um, yeah. And they were good times, you know, I, I do remember them times vividly. I mean, Dean, Dean, do you remember um, Ricky and Bianca's wedding? Yeah. Like, if I look back to Ricky and Bianca's wedding, we all had to get on a coach, you know, it was at a church or what have you. And um, it, by the church, there were lots and lots of flats there. It was quite a residential area. And I just remember having my little bridesmaid dress on or whatever. And Dean's got, you know, Robbie and Sonia, they're dressed for the wedding. And that we were bombarded, genuinely. Like, you would, you can't imagine it now, but there were thousands of people bashing, try, throwing themselves at this coach to see Ricky and Bianca, you know, the wedding and EastEnders. And, and Natalie's right, you know, and, and also you, you referred to, obviously, Ryan, about the press. And, you know, I'm not sure necessarily the rules are still are even stringent now, to be fair, of what they can and can't print. But certainly back then, you know, I was always referred to, which you wouldn't get away with now, but I was always referred to as Spotty Robbie. And... Like most teenagers, I had uh, bad skin when I was 15, 16. But for, for many years, I was always referred to as Spotty Robbie. I've had a spot since I was about 14. Mm. Even now, yeah. I'd still get referred to as that. Probably see I haven't got any. But, but you're right. But, Dean, you really were when you look back. I know we laugh, I know we laugh at it. 
but you were, you know, you were ridiculed because of your skin at your age. I remember being called in the paper, you know, oh, the beach dwells back on the telly and fat Sonia turns yeah. up and it was just a different era if, and a different time. And, and that's why we've got thick skin now, yeah. I think. And that mm. wouldn't that wouldn't happen this day and age in this woke world, you know. It just wouldn't. No. You wouldn't be allowed to get away with that. I mean, you barely get away with anything now, which you know is a good thing. But you know, it was this it's hard violent because it's always a question that's asked about what was it like being on a show like East End or, or being kind of a, a well known at that age yeah. and at that era. And and I can't explain it. You know, you look to your left, you've got Ross Kent, Barbara Windsor. You look to your right, you've got Wendy Richards. God rest her soul. And, you know, you've got uh, that, that show at that time, it, we will never be able to relive that ever again. Well, it was monumental, wasn't it? Especially then, like you say, there was only four channels. I mean, people that are like 18 years old today are used to having an endless supply of whatever they want to watch yeah. whenever they want to watch it. Back then, and this is no disrespect to EastEnders because everyone does love EastEnders, but back then, even if you weren't as into EastEnders, you'd still watch it because it was EastEnders yeah. and there was only four channels. So you'd be into it and then you just got into it. And I remember growing up, EastEnders, it was it was just, it was appointment to view telly. Yeah. It was appointment to view, and you don't really get that now. It was the only fools and horses of Christmas Day, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's absolutely crazy. But as you say, you're not able to do that now. But I think you're still able to create telly on uh, the five normal channels, you yeah. know, not just your mm. Netflix and your apps and your all your bits and pieces. And I think if something is good... It's good. And if something is exciting and people love the characters... You will still pull out viewers. Definitely, I still believe that. Yeah, we are making good TV at the moment. I mean, you know, putting EastEnders in that in that bracket as well. You know, it's still a big show. I still tune in, like the rest of the nation. You know, the, these shows are still out there. Mm. It's just TV watched in a very different way now. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely, Dean. I've got to say, you're you're an icon, mate. I'm so happy that we've got to speak to you today on the podcast. Genuinely, um, are you well? Is everything all good in in the Gaffney world? It is. Do you know what, mate? It's, it's, it's obviously with with you know. I mean, we can't go through a podcast we're not mentioning the pandemic, and I just think it's you know. I think a lot of things have come to light. I think you've you've got to always think of the positives. Mm. There's been a lot more talk now about people's mental health, and that's raised awareness for many people across the nation and the world for me personally I'm, I'm kind of very lucky that I'm always kind of happy-go-lucky and nothing really gets me down so you know I'm, I'm thankful at the moment everything's just going well and yeah things are looking and up. Dean Dean yesterday I saw you with the pram you had granddad day I just want to cry when I see the pictures it's so lovely Dean is it are you rich you enjoy that time you know what it's a it's a it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a different kind of love I love my daughter's is, is different to my love for my granddaughter. You know, I mean, obviously we love everyone the same, but it's just nice. You know what I mean? Not saying that when my daughters wasn't nice, but they give me a headache quite a lot of the time. Um, definitely. <laughs> but with, with, with the granddaughter, it's just nice because there's going to be that amazing um, time that I can spend with her and then give her back. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, laughing, laughing. Aww. Dean, it is so lovely to chat to you, mate. And and also, from a little bit of a fanboy point of view, it's so lovely to see you, your two faces side by side on Russ Green again. I've always thought this about you, Ryan. I've said it to you when I've met you before. You know, from coming from a reality background that you have and performing on the show like you did, 
you've you've succeeded success really mate like you've done well um you know obviously the morning shows you've done the adverts you're doing everything you're doing is is turning to gold so i just want to say mate hats off to you because there's not many people that have that journey like you've had thanks mate Thank you've you, got Dave. the Midas touch everything you touch turns to gold <laughs> See, talking about talking about the stick that used to went through in the nineties, you wouldn't believe it. People still say I can't sing. I just get shocked. I'm shocked. It's outrageous. <laughs> outrageous. <laughs> Dean, mate, so lovely to see you. You stay safe and stay well and be good. Lovely. Listen, Natalie, the dinner's on the stove. See you in a bit. Babe, I'll talk to you soon. Love you loads. Love you all guys. Bye, sweetheart. Lots of love, Dean. Oh Nat, how was that, babe? Just so lovely. Really, really. It's gaffers. I mean, the bloke's an icon. He's a, he just makes me laugh. Everything. He doesn't know he's funny. <laughs> Do you know that? He really genuinely believes he's quite a serious person, but he just kills me. And you can't find that character. There'll never be another Robbie. No. Robbie, Wellard, all of that. A bit like the trumpet thing. He had Wellard and... You know, just really lovely characters that were created and, you know, people don't forget. And it's just no. lovely that he was, you know, he, Sonia's brother and, you know, as he said, it is true. We talk a lot. He's one of the most kindest, politest men I've ever met, genuinely. Mm. And uh, I'm very proud to call him my friend. That's a lovely thing to hear. And, and do you know what is nice as well is that we spoke about this earlier when we touched about when you lost your lovely mum, but... These people ain't just friends. You've got that affinity with them that is just, it's a little bit different because you've been through a certain experience together. And as much as we've all got our friends away from this industry, sometimes you just need to have a little chat with someone who's done it or someone who's been through it. And especially talking about the things the pair of you went through, you know, you can sit there and say, you know, thick skin, you know, we just put up with that. That's how it was. But it's not nice. But actually going through it with someone else, at least, you know, you can talk about it. Yeah, and at least you know you weren't the only one. And I'm not mm. saying that means that's okay. No. But in the great scheme of things and the era, again, I'm very realistic and that was how it was. Um, it wouldn't be like that now. But as you say, people have different pressures now. They have, a, you know, four hours a day looking at people's lives, wishing they were on a beach somewhere or wishing they had that size waist. And, mm. you know, I never had any of that. And I, I feel sorry for people now who have that kind of... FOMO stuff going on. So, you know, we all have our different bits and pieces to deal with and you just hope that you have people around you that can support you. You come out the other side and you know what? Really, in the great scheme of things, 99% of everything I've done since I was 10 to do with this industry has been brilliant. Yeah. And I hope it continues to be brilliant. And if for some reason I get fed up with it, I'll just be at home doing my cook-offs, babe. No problem. Lovely. She loves it. She loves it, that one. <laughs> Little Sunday kill golf. <laughs> um, now, I've got a couple of questions to ask you before before I let you go. One, yeah. if you could reunite with anyone in the world, whether they're still with us or not, who would it be and why? You could have given me these tomorrow, yesterday. To have no, I don't think do that. It. I don't give... What do you think? I'm going to give you pre-warning. What do you think I'm going to give you pre-warning? Well, you know, they're really hard, you know. Don't get all actor on me. No, fair enough. Okay. I think I'd go for... Laurel and Hardy. <laughs> Why is that funny? 
It's just, I just, it's, I don't know. I just felt like you just pulled that one out of somewhere and I don't know where you found it. I'm thinking back to my memories. I'm thinking back to those beautiful films that I used to watch and that I still love. Yeah. And wouldn't it be brilliant to sit around a table and talk about those films and their career? I can't believe you're laughing at me. You're I right just, it's just, I don't know. I, I just don't know why it really made me giggle. But it's like, you know what? Laurel and Hardy. It's just the way you come out with it now. It's the way we you can do it them. again, ready? Do it again. No. Right, no. cut it, ready? No. No, 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 we go. No, I'd really love to be around a table with Paul Sartre. <laughs> <laughs> um, if there was someone that you definitely didn't want to reunite with from your past, who would that be? Gary Bushell. Gary Bushell. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Do you think he wrote a few unkind things about me in the 90s? Well, there you go then. We don't forget, do we? Elephants never forget. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I can't. I can't. I just can't do this. This is why I can't do this podcast no more with people I know, because I start going. I just lose myself. I really do. Right, Nat, I've got one last question for you. Okay. And this has got nothing to do with Sonia. This is just to do with Natalie. Yeah. If we were to reunite in 10 years' time, where is Natalie Cassidy? Natalie Cassidy is still in her home. Eliza's 21 and perhaps on a couple of cruise ships somewhere, doing a bit of baking and dancing. I'll be worried about her. Joni would be 15, driving me mad. Who knows what she's going to do, honestly. She's a crazy little thing. I think I'd be very happy, still with my mark, because I think we're going to last forever. And quite possibly still driving up to Elstree, very contented. Playing Sonia, pottering about. That's the really kind of safe me. Is that the dream? You know, the non-safe me possibly could be uh, doing that quiz show, a lovely brand of some sort, a couple of adverts, a few books out, who knows? Another Until fitness that DVD. Day. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> nah, look, I've got the pleasure of knowing you in real life and I've always been a massive fan of you and you know how much people adore you and it's deserved because there's not many people you meet in this industry where you sit there and go... Oh, no, she deserves it because she's a proper nice one and you're one of the nice ones, Nat, you really are. And I'm sorry to say it, and I, it's boring, but right back at you. There's not many people you meet like you and you think he's just a normal... He knows how lucky he is and he's a bloody nice guy. We tried, didn't we? Out the same tree, haven't we, mate? Oh, yeah, we fell out we that tried. tree. Hit a couple of branches on the way. But do you know what? That's part of the fun. All part of the fun. All part of the fun, darling. <laughs> Natalie Cassidy, you're a diamond, and I can't wait to see you soon. Thanks so much for being on. Thank you for having me. See you soon. Lots of love, gorgeous. Oh, what an amazing, amazing chat. A massive thank you to Nat and Ding for joining me on the podcast today and a massive thank you to you for listening she's such a good one isn't she she's one of life's good ones uh, remember to get subscribed in your podcast feed if you've not already but otherwise have a lovely week and I'll see you very soon for another reunion brought to you by Sky Bingo <laughs> 